Talk that talk. Talking about... That's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Talk that talk. Provided by Off The Hook. The platform for the people. Step into the studio and talk that talk. Get off the sidelines, man. Keep on talking in the free world. First and foremost, women's boxing won tonight, but you're going to have a lot of bandwagon jumpers that are on in the mix here now commenting on this, have their post shows, and trying to talk a bunch of nonsense and try to jump on the bandwagon. Okay, that's fine. So, great. You're going to shine a light on women's boxing. Good for you. And we'll take it. But you can do all the research that you want today about something that you weren't there for yesterday and all the years before and try to perpetrate the fraud. And those who want to believe it, that's fine and dandy. But the point is, is that the ones that have been there from the beginning with boxing and women's boxing know who they are. This was a big night for all of those involved who have supported women's boxing from day one. Not just fucking motherfuckers who jumped on the fucking bandwagon yesterday. So, you know, listen, I got love for everybody supporting women's boxing, supporting boxing in general. But let's not fucking get things twisted. Like, you want to perpetrate the fraud like you've been following it all along because you did the research and the internet is a beautiful thing. But stop the fucking noise. Anyway, let's get down to business. Women's boxing did win tonight, obviously. You know, I'm not going to go through the laundry list of accolades that uh, we all already know because the internet is accessible to everybody. I wouldn't go as far as to say it was an absolute robbery. However, I do believe Amanda Serrano won. Anyone who doesn't score the fight round for round and round by round, shut the fuck up. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And if you're fucking smashed, high, drunk, whatever the fuck while you're watching the fight, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. We'll talk to you tomorrow when you sober up and you watch it again and score it round by round. So anyone who was watching the fight tonight and scored it round by round... At best, Jake Paul said it best, and I know he's you know he's online and he's blowing it up uh, afterward, and rightfully so. He's the promoter. Listen, let's not get confused either. I don't give a fuck if any of you motherfuckers out there like fucking Jake Paul or not. I'm not even going to get into who he is, who he was, who he's going to be, whatever the fuck. Women's boxing was here long before Jake Paul existed, and it will be here long after Jake Paul uh, is dead and gone. However, without Jake Paul... This fucking fight does not happen ever in the history of the world. And anyone who thinks that this fight happens without Jake Paul, you are fucking delusional. Jake Paul single-handedly made this fight happen. I had this fight 6-4 Amanda Serrano. And could have been 7-3. I had it 6-4. I am I, I I am here for five five. I disagree, but I can entertain the conversation. But the other two scorecards, lopsided for Katie Taylor, get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck if you're taking the belts off of her. And yes, the threshold is higher. 
when someone has all the belts and you're the challenger. That being said, you know, you score this round for round and, and let's go round for round. I'm going to go round for round. I'll break it down. And, and you can't just score the fight either. Like if you're scoring round by round and you're not describing what your score represents and why you scored it as you scored it, again, shut the fuck up. You can't just turn around and say 10-9, 10-9 Serrano, 10-9 Katie Taylor and move on. If you don't have an explanation and you don't dissect the round, again, like, like you're just talking nonsensical foolishness and no one is here for your fucking nonsense. So just to bring us through the whole fight, Sorry, let's just react a little bit more to the result. Here's the thing that bothers me the most in the end. Okay, before I get into all the things that I love, because it was a lot to love tonight. Just to talk that talk, the official live fan reaction show before and after every big boxing fight. Not these fucking fly-by-night motherfuckers who, you know, just want to talk about a big fight when it happens or jump on the bandwagon. We've been here and we will always be here. And this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction show before and after every box, big boxing fight provided by Off The Hook, the platform for the people because the passion has always been and will always be. Pardon me, the power has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. So here's the thing is that afterwards, What I was disappointed I'll go right to the end What I was disappointed in is that This laid the foundation for a trilogy And The significance of a trilogy Is Again Building upon the foundation that Jake Paul Laid here tonight For now the foundation was laid Many many years before But Jake Paul took it to another level tonight Is that there was an opportunity here to build a trilogy. We had part of it. When Eddie Hearn threw out there, we'll have a rematch in Ireland. Excellent. I really want it. Now, Jake Paul had, deserves a ton of credit for what went on here this evening. But when it came, the mic came to him, what I wanted him to say there was... Absolutely. I think... Not, not even I think. Absolutely. I believe... Amanda Serrano won tonight and she did and got robbed. Katie Taylor did win. At best, it was a draw, which he said. I don't know if he should have verbalized that or not. But regardless, when Eddie Hearn threw it out there, rematch in Ireland, Jake Paul's response should have been absolutely. This is trilogy worthy regardless. This is this should have been his response. This is trilogy worthy regardless. And we're going to go, we'll shake on it now, Eddie Hearn. We'll go one for one. We'll sign a two-fight deal right here, right now, on live pay-per-view. First fight in Ireland, second fight in Puerto Rico, or you can go the other way around. Next fight in Puerto Rico, finale in Ireland, however you want it. But it's a two-fight deal because we believe we won. You guys actually did win on the scorecards, and then at best it's a draw. We'll go one for one, two-fight deal right here and right now. That's what should have came out of Jake Paul's mouth. I believe that when he takes a step back, he will realize that's what he should have said. And that's what we need. It's There's a real opportunity here for a trilogy. And listen, I can go down the laundry list of men's boxing fights, big, big fights, that, that should have had fights 
in a similar fashion in someone's home country and capitalized on it. Uh, like I think about Floyd and Manny. I would have loved to seen uh, Philippines and, and the United States. I think about Manny in general. He should have forced the issue and had fights in the Philippines. He didn't. Anyway, there's a real opportunity here. And, you know, it is absolutely fucking bananas in Ireland. And it is absolutely fucking bananas in Puerto Rico. Two hardcore fight countries, two hardcore boxing countries. And well represented in the United States and New York City. So, as you saw tonight, there needs to be a trilogy. I don't want to see the next fight booked in Ireland and then we'll wait and see what happens. I want to see the next I want to see a trilogy booked because the Serrano camp believes they won this fight. Anyway, we'll go round 1. Round 1. 10-9 Amanda Serrano ring generalship. She had more punch volume and she was coming forward. You know, she had her foot on the outside. You got a southpaw versus an orthodox Amanda Serrano was coming forward. She had her foot on the outside. She was working the jab. She had more volume. She won the round. Yes, it was a marginal win, but she won the round regardless. We're talking that talk provided by Off the Hook. Round two. Now you got 10-9 Serrano. Round two. I gave it to Katie Taylor. I gave round two to Katie Taylor. I felt that she landed on the counter. And I felt like she recovered from the first round, kind of shook it off a little bit. And realized that she had to recapture the round. Now, interestingly enough, Katie Taylor was standing up in between rounds. A little bit of psychological warfare. Keep in mind, too, there's all kinds of moving parts here. So, yes, Amanda Serrano moved up in weight class to fight Katie Taylor. However, Amanda Serrano fought in this weight class prior to, but traditionally fought in a lower weight class. And, you know, Katie Taylor's undisputed in this weight class. So, but Amanda Serrano's a bad motherfucker. High volume, relentless, uh, tenacious, forward fighter. High, and again, digs down. You know, neither one of them are huge knockout punchers. Amanda Serrano being a little bit more powerful than Katie Taylor, albeit a different weight class for a lot of her career, the majority of her career. But um, Katie Taylor has floundered as of late, and she's just not known at any point in her career for big power. So. Anyway, here we are. So we're around a piece now. Now we go to round three. You know, round three, 10-9, Serrano. There was more landed shots. Uh, I wanted... Here's the thing, is that throughout the entire fight, like in the early rounds and then throughout the fight, she kind of abandoned it later on in the fight, but Amanda Serrano was enjoying success with the body head. So she really was digging the body. High volume, but body head, body head, body head. And, you know, that was allowing her to land. That was allowing her to do damage. You know, the damage that we don't see, obviously, when she's digging the body, taking the wind out of uh, Katie Taylor. And plus, she's a lefty, too. Like, Serrano's a lefty. So those lefts are digging the liver, man. Right? And and it allowed her to come back up top again, cut uh, Katie Taylor early. But there were no lead straight lefts. And there were no fakes. So from Amanda Serrano's behalf, you need to fake, double up the jab, fake. And then 
drop the one-two in there. Number one. Number two, there's no stepping around. You either in or straight back, both of them. Number three, for Amanda Serrano, once you throw the fake, lead with the straight left. No leading with the straight left at all. It was just all jab. Like it was all one two, one two, one two, one two. So it started getting to a rhythm, very predictable. And, and, and then finally, no stepping around. No stepping around from either one of them, just straight back. Oh, sorry, I already said that. No, my final point was, was no combinations. Neither one of them. I don't even know, man. Uh, uh, this is an educated guess. I'm going from memory, but I don't even know if I can count on one hand. There's no way I can count on two hands, three punch combinations by either one of them. No chance. All two punches. Bang, bang, and that's it. Where are the three punch combinations? Where are the four and five punch combinations? Where are the combinations ending with the hook? One, two, left hook. One, two, right hook. Amanda Serrano being a southpaw. One, two, right hook. Katie Taylor being the orthodox. One, two, left hook. None of it. None of it. One, two, lever shot, straight, right, left hook, straight, right, left hook. None of it. Where was all that? You know, one, two, left hook, right uppercut, left hook. None of it. And vice versa for the ortho- for Serrano on the southpaw. That's a problem. That's a problem for both of them. No combinations. All one, two. No fakes. No combinations. No stepping around. No lead straight right for Katie Taylor. No lead straight right for Serrano. No back in. No, uh, when they clinch, step back, punch on the break. No, I don't even know if there was one uppercut thrown. If there were, it was, there were very few. No uppercuts. Like, these are all problems that are easily fixed. And this resulted in a very, very even fight and a predictable fight from each each boxer, right? Like, you, like you're not getting any new information as you go along. It's the same old, same old. And so that's why it came out close. Although I had a 6-4... Serrano It's like You know Serrano was coming forward Katie Taylor was backing up But There was no new information Throughout the fight Which I don't know man I mean like You know They both They they both have massive resumes They both risen to the top of the game And you know Again I got no time for these Fly by night motherfuckers Who are on here now tonight Talking about Katie Taylor Because they did some research on paper I've been following Katie Taylor Since the amateurs Right like since Aiba, I've been following Amanda Serrano for forever and a day from the very beginning. So come on, man. Like, like you guys want to perpetrate the fraud, go ahead. You don't know what you're talking about. You can sensationalize it. You can get in there with the media and you can fuck around and talk nonsense. That's fine. This is Talk That Talk, the official fan reaction show before and after every big boxing fight provided by Off The Hook, the platform for the people because the power has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. Oh, and we're coming. We are coming as the people. Off the hook is just a vehicle to be able to allow everybody that has a voice to speak it. Not these select few talking heads where it's a dictatorship. I thought we were living in a democracy. This dictatorship where you got a couple people, a handful of people pushing a narrative on the pre and post game. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit, man. Anyway, then we go to round four. Uh, round four, ten, nine, Serrano. 
again, you know, Katie Taylor made a mistake here in, in round four. Now I got to watch all this. I'm going from, I take, took my notes, but I do have to watch it again. Katie Taylor here started to abandon the distance and wanted to engage in the pocket, which is not, you know, conducive to success against Amanda Serrano. Especially on a southpaw, especially someone who goes, you know, up and down, up and down, body head, body head, and high volume. And, and that didn't work out well for her, 10-9 Serrano. Then we go to round five, 10-9 again Serrano. You know, and, and this was this was a, a good round. You know, Serrano coming forward doing damage. I had round six again, 10-9 Serrano. I had round seven again, 10-9 Serrano. Volume coming forward. Still not enough fakes. Then we go to round eight. You know, and then the tide started to turn. Katie Taylor started to beat her to the punch. And, and Serrano started to, like, you know, psychologically, I think that when Serrano thought that she had her early, because one of those rounds, I'm not I'm not an advocate of 10-8 rounds without a knockdown. I'm a, like, I'm certainly a forward thinker, you know, in all aspects, but there's part of me that, you know, still allows the traditional thought process to creep in here and there. I'm not an advocate of a 10-8 round without a knockdown in boxing. It has to be a fucking devastatingly abusive round for me to give you a 10-8 round without a knockdown. And I've been conditioned to believe that no matter if it's the fucking beatdown in Motown and it's a beating of a lifetime, it's not a 10-8 round unless there's a knockdown. That's how I've been conditioned. So even as I say that it has to be a beating of a lifetime, I don't even know if I've ever scored a 10-8 round without a knockdown. So that round in the middle rounds for Serrano could have been a 10-8 round. Not for me, but it was a beatdown. So then we go to, like, like I said, back to where we're at round eight now, where Katie Taylor, you know, so sorry, going back to the the quote unquote ten eight round is that it, it might have weighed on Serrano a little bit, right? Like, you know, she might have been thinking to herself, "Fuck, man, what's it take to get this fucking girl out of here?" Right? And it, it might have psychologically, it might have taken her a little bit of a toll on her. Uh, sorry, not that round, the round after, because she, she shot, thought she had her, and then she poured it on the next round and won that round as well, but Katie Taylor didn't go anywhere. She cut her, she was bleeding, but she didn't go anywhere. And then the next round, even still she won, Serrano won, but again, Katie Taylor's going nowhere. Then that worked the opposite way for Katie Taylor thinking, now Katie Taylor started sitting down and around this, I think the fifth or the sixth, she was standing up for the first five rounds, showed out Adrian Teodorescu Lennox Lewis's coach in the 1988 Olympics when he won gold against Riddick Bull Adrian Teodorescu, good friend of mine, near and dear to my heart my daughter's former boxing coach before he passed away may he rest in peace, showed out Armand Teodorescu the legacy lives on through Armand and Atlas Boxing. And, and always hugs and kisses and nothing but love for Gina Teodorescu. Who is Adrian's widow and again ingrained in the fabric of boxing globally. And then more specifically here in Canadian boxing history and Ontario and Toronto boxing history. 
So, you know, Atlas Boxing, everybody stands up in the corner every round, no matter what. Katie sat down and, you know, I was first introduced to Katie Taylor by Adrian Tiedorescu. Adrian's sitting in the office at Atlas Boxing. At that time, we had moved locations uh, that was uh, previously at Dufferin and St. Clair. And this was at the new location across the street from Yorkdale Mall in Toronto. And Adrian in the office, Adrian had with her old school, Romanian old school with the ruler and the loose leaf. And I'm the king of loose leaf and the pen the blue pen and literally with the ruler drawing out the graph you could buy graph paper but it's not the same drawing out the graph every big aiba international tournament adrian had the graph out and then somebody showed him set up a second computer for him you know he's old school showed him how to access the aiba website showed him how to play the fights online and this is when i was first introduced to katie taylor this was before she went to the olympics you know, we're talking way, way, way back, way fucking back in the amateurs. And Adrian pointed her out and said, Shane, you got to come because my daughter, Shanisha Kelly, Canadian national champion on more than one occasion, multiple Ontario champion. So, Shane, you have to come look at this girl. This girl's going to be a world champion. This is Adrian saying this when Katie Taylor uh, was in the beginning of her amateur career, saying this girl's going to be a world champion, and these are all the reasons why. Talking about distance, talking about volume, talking about jab, talking about structure, talking about discipline, talking about heart, talking about volume, talking about technical ability, talking about perseverance, talking about wherewithal, talking about boxing IQ, all of these things. This is when I was introduced to Katie Taylor. And Adrian was following her then. He said, right then and there, this girl's going to be a world champion. Never mind an Olympic champion. And lo and behold, she's become both. And he said that then, following her all along. I talk about the graph and the chart because, you know, he would track all the fights. You know, it's all accessible online, of course, but he's tracking wins and losses and, and bringing it all through and had it in his binder. You know, this is how I am. So, I'm sure he can hear me up there now talking about these fights, and and I'm sure he's smiling down. I'm sure he watched this fight himself. So, the tide turned there in round eight. I gave round eight and round nine to Katie Taylor. Round 10 is debatable. It could go either way, right? If you give it to Serrano, then it just could go either way. So it was a very close round. And you give it to Katie Taylor, you know, maybe you call it a draw. You give it to Serrano, maybe you call it 6-4. So here we are. The two scorecards that gave it in favor of Katie Taylor are disgraceful. They're just inaccurate. They're incorrect. They're disgraceful. Travesty of justice, not even remotely close. And then despite the commentators, like if you're listening to the zone commentators, Katie Taylor's the zone fighter. 
right? So they're always going to be biased on the microphone. You have to be able to decipher and, and, and understand for yourself. And keep in mind that HBO Concubine is the same thing as whoever scoring the cards here. The concept of HBO Concubine and the concept of whoever scoring the fights here is they're keeping track of punches, and, but they're only judges around the ring, the same as the actual judges, right? And so it's not like, you know, when they talk about punch volume and punch stats and what have you, they present it as though this is a mathematical, statistical thing. So the judging, okay, you can you can debate potato, potato, tomato, tomato, is that it, it's someone's eyes. It's the eye test, right? But this is the punch stats. These are the percentages. Punches landed. Power punches landed. Amount of punches landed in general. Punches per round landed, statistically jabs landed, head punches landed, body punches landed. These are not, but so they present it to you as though it's a black and white statistical mathematical equation. So if you disagree with the judges, you certainly can't disagree with the numbers, which is fucking bullshit. Because how do you think the numbers are compiled? Do you see any computer chips in the gloves and computer chips on the boxers' bodies? No, you don't. It's also the eye test. So the the statistical quote unquote mathematical numbers are compiled compiled by also people. Their eye tests and they have the clickers in their hand, left and right, blue corner, red corner, and the amateurs, and then you know in the pros, whoever's corner and whoever's corner, and they're clicking. They're just clicking. It's the eye test. So it's the exact same equation. So get the fuck out of here with the mathematical fucking equation because it's not. It's bullshit. This is Talk That Talk, the official fan reaction show before and after every big boxing fight. Talking about, that's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Step into the studio and talk that talk. Get off the sidelines, man. Provided by Off The Hook, the platform for the people. The power has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. This was Amanda Serrano's fight. She won this fight. You got a DAZN fighter promoted by DAZN. DAZN put this fight on in Madison Square Garden. Although he had a 50-50 crowd. Listen, New York City is a perfect crossroads of, of the Irish and Puerto Ricans. New York City is a beautiful place. A beautiful place, cross-section of the world. And you had a true representation of both. The national anthem at the beginning, like just chills, absolute fucking chills. And then on top of that, you give the American national anthem. It's just a, a trio of just absolute chills. Presentation was immaculate, perfection. Songs, compilation of songs by Amanda Serrano, uh, giving us a little Alicia Keys, New York, the new version with Kanye, then giving us, uh, I got a hundred clips, a hundred guns, I'm from New York, Jaw Rule Fat Joe, ridiculous, and then goes into the Puerto Rican jams and everyone's singing, it was a beautiful thing, it was amazing, and then you got Katie Taylor, the luck of the Irish coming in there. Playing her jam and the slow walk, slow walked it. The table was set. It was immaculate. It was absolutely immaculate. Two minute rounds are an absolute travesty of justice for women's boxing. I've been saying it 
for a hundred gazillion years since the beginning of time. There is no excuse. There's no difference at all. And then after years and years and years and years of me saying it, then the UFC came along and then finally implemented women's fighting. And they kept the same time frame for women's fighting as men's fighting. And I thought, finally, it'll put the pressure on boxing to do the same for women's boxing. And lo and behold, they still have not. And I know Clarissa Shields is an advocate for uh, proper three-minute rounds. Showed her Clarissa Shields. She was in the house. Pure class act. Pure class act supporting other women headlining Madison Square Garden. And she will do the same at one point in time. And so she should. She's the two-time Olympic gold medalist for the United States. The only two-time Olympic boxing gold medalist in the history of U.S. boxing. Men or women. She will headline Madison Square Garden as well. Good looking out, Clarissa. She showed up and showed out and gave support. Pure class act. And you got to give her love for that. And everyone should be giving her love for that. And couldn't she couldn't pour enough praise on both of them. Nothing negative to say. Women's boxing stand up. Now, Clarissa Shields has been an advocate of three-minute rounds as well. I've been an advocate of three-minute rounds since the beginning of time. There's no difference. It's, it's an absolute disgrace. And you can't properly have a fight in two-minute rounds. It's here today, gone tomorrow. And then on top of that, why aren't we doing And then to rob them of the extra two rounds as well, we're on 10 minute, 10 rounds. It's disgraceful. There's no difference. And I'm not here for the argument. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not here for the argument. And, and UFC has laid the groundwork. Like I said, you know, boxing has been here long before UFC. But, you know, boxing enthusiasts that were threatened by UFC, I was the exact same. UFC, the UFC is the best thing that could have ever happened to boxing. I said that from the beginning because it put the spotlight back on fighting, back on combat sports as it should be. And then it also gave some structure and, and laid the foundation again, relayed the foundation for boxing and provided the template for what a league structure should look like and how it operate. Like for, you know, for the casual fan, they feel as though, or they, in their mind, the UFC is like MLB, NHL, NFL. Uh, they think it's a league. It's not a league. It's an individual promotion. No different than Mayweather promotions, zone MVP promotions for Jake Paul, uh, Lou DiBella, uh, PBC, Al Heyman. The UFC is no different. But the way they structured it and the way they rolled it out to the world, perception is reality. And the general public perceives it as a league. That's the difference. Boxing has missed the mark for a hundred years like that and still couldn't take the lead from the UFC. Shame on everybody in boxing who was involved that couldn't finally take the lead from the UFC. But someone will fucking take it from you. You can believe that. Back to the fight. At the conclusion, all class from both women. All class, especially from Amanda Serrano going over there proactively several times. Fuck you, Chris Mannix. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess we, we, we will never know. But uh, if you were going to proactively in it, well, no, let me stop myself. You interviewed Katie Taylor and then, you know, Amanda Serrano came over there and gave her hugs and props to Katie Taylor. And she spoke on the mic a little bit. And then Mannix, you gave her the mic. But where's her proper fucking interview? What, because she did a little impromptu and she came over there and improvised? Then you don't give her her full fucking due? This is the first time women's boxing headlined Madison Square Garden in the history of boxing and the history of the Madison Square Garden. 
and, and you know you as biased and as much as you got your head up your ass you, you sang the praises as well and then afterward you know after Katie Taylor gave her full interview although Amanda Serrano interjected you couldn't give her her fucking due time and a proper interview get the fuck out of here motherfucker and then you jumped right into Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul and you didn't even have any counters for them fuck Chris Mannix anyway Jake Paul good looking out Amanda Serrano boxing in general women's boxing media at large give this man his just due without Jake Paul this fight never fucking happens you know why we know it never happens because it never happened before and he made it happen and you know thank god for amanda serrano because she was the one that took a chance on jake paul upon his invitation to join mvp she didn't have to take the chance and if she didn't he wouldn't have had the opportunity to show her the way and promote it the way it should be promoted and put money in her pocket now she's a millionaire you know she famously said that jake paul had a house he bought a house in puerto rico and she doesn't even have a house in puerto rico and that's her lifelong dream and now she will be able to buy a house in puerto rico with this paycheck Talk That Talk, the official fan reaction show before and after every big boxing fight is provided by Off The Hook, the platform for the people. The power has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. It's been far too long where we have a few select people talking heads. It's a dictatorship given us their rundown on what they perceive to be the narrative of any given sporting event or any given fight and this is no different we have the zone we have aerial we have this new narrative with fucking um, the spotify green room spotify live now which we're a part of as well and, and then you got a handful of people sprinkled in giving their two cents and that's it no talk that talk is coming and we're coming and when i say we're coming we're coming because Talk That Talk is a platform for the people provided by Off The Hook because the power has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. Talk That Talk is given a platform for the people to be able to give their two cents and be able to provide their insight instead of having – we got seven and a half billion people or how many people in the world and we have a massive boxing event and we're taking a narrative from uh, like one or two or half a dozen fucking people on their fucking insight and then they throw a couple token phone calls, quote unquote, call in. And, and this is the uh, official live family action call and show before and after a big boxing fight and they throw a couple token phone calls in and think they're doing something. Get the fuck out of here, man get the fuck out of here with that nonsense and I got nothing but love so I got nothing but love for them at all and pushing the sport forward and everyone deserves their deserves to have their say as do they but I'm just saying is that you know there's more than a couple half a dozen people in the world that watch this fight in the end absolute love and respect and appreciation and admiration for Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. I follow both of them throughout their entire careers and I will continue to follow both of them. And 
I'm looking forward to the rematch. And I want to see, though, Jake Paul really throw his weight around. And let's get a trilogy. Don't sign that deal in Ireland without a two-fight deal having the fight in Puerto Rico. And you can flip it around if they want to have the final fight in Ireland because they already got one victory. So if you fight the second fight in Puerto Rico and you get the win, they know they have the opportunity to get the win on the trilogy in Ireland. That's how I would flip it. Don't do the deal without having the trilogy, Jake Paul, please. But it's nothing but love, respect, and admiration for Jake Paul and what he's done for boxing, what he's done for women's boxing. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And I've been following boxing since the beginning of time. And there's no more boxing. Like, I'm a boxing enthusiast, a boxing traditionalist, a hardcore boxing fan. But you got to tell it like it is. This guy is not ruining anything or infiltrating anything. He's pushing it forward. and He's done a hell of a job. And you got to give him respect for it. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano unbelievable performance from both of you warriors and nobody shied away from the final moment and banged it out head to head toe to toe both cut both bleeding and just swinging for the fences banging it out right to the final bout and then hugged and then both representing their countries both with their flags both speaking afterward both giving love and respect afterward both saying they're ready for the rematch let's get it on till the break of dawn You couldn't ask for a better scenario. Tonight was pure perfection. Absolute pure perfection in the Mecca. You couldn't ask for a better night for boxing. This is one for the history books, one that will never be forgotten. Any true boxing fan has been looking forward to this fight forever and a day. The zone, to their credit, they did it right. They had everyone that needed to be involved, involved. Good looking out. There's been some rift between Clarissa Shields and DeZone and Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul. But that didn't stop them from including her in the broadcast because she deserved to be there. And I was so happy to see that. And Clarissa Shields is a class act, man. You have to say it. Is that... You know, it's the fight game and there's been a lot of back and forth. But she was there as a professional. You know, and she was waving the flag of women's boxing. And she deserves a lot of, you know, going down the line of everyone that deserves the absolute utmost respect for this evening. There's a laundry list, but just to name a few, Jake Paul, Eddie Hearn, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields, just to name a few. We're here all the time. In the meantime and in between time, don't ever forget, keep on talking in the free world. Talk that talk. Talking about, that's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Talk That Talk, provided by Off The Hook, the platform for the people. Step into the studio and talk that talk. Get off the sidelines, man.